Welcome back to the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. This is the podcast for Zone 9 gardeners who want to grow a beautiful garden year-round. In the Wild Child Garden, there's no need for cover crops, never a time when we can't plant something, and there is always room to add beauty. This week, I'm going to teach you how to turn your garden into a Wild Child Garden by adding melons. Melons are one of my favorite things to grow, and I know they're going to be yours too. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about one of my favorite things to grow, melons. I grow melons every summer, and every summer I make sure to add new varieties to my melon patch and expand it because, to me, a girl can never have enough melons. I love to grow them. They are so much fun. But there are some tips and tricks that you need to know in order to be successful. Today, I'm going to share with you what you need to know about growing them before you ever start so that you can start prepared. I'm going to share with you a few of my tried and true favorite varieties for the Southern Garden, and I'm going to tell you how to know when a melon is ready for picking. That seems to be the question I'm asked the most. So let's get started by talking about what you need to know about growing melons. So before you ever plant your first melon seed, you need to know a couple of things. First is that they need a lot of room. Melons can grow and take up any space that they're put in. Sometimes I wonder if they will grow into the neighbor's yard, and I have even been told of times that they did. Melons love to sprawl. They are a sprawling vine, so you really need to give them the space that they need. Also, melons, for the most part, don't do well on a trellis or an arch because they're simply too heavy. There are some varieties, handheld melons, that you can grow on an arch or a trellis, but for the most part, your big, juicy watermelons, cantaloupes, and honeydews are really going to do much better for you on the ground. So if they need all of this space and they have to be grown on the ground, who has room to grow melons? Well, that's what I want to talk to you about today. Melons are so fun to grow, and I never grow mine in my garden. That's because whenever it's time to plant melons, I usually have a garden full of vegetables I already love and don't want to part with. So how do we fix this? In the Wild Child Gardening Method, we grow melons in grow bags. This is a game changer. You can plant your melon in the grow bag, which, by the way, I will link for you in the show notes so that you can see exactly what I'm talking about when I say a grow bag. A grow bag is simply just a felt container that is perfect for growing things that you don't want to dedicate space to in your raised bed. Could you use a pot? Absolutely. What is the benefit to these grow bag containers that a pot doesn't offer? handles. Grow bags do have handles and they just seem to be much easier to move around. Now you're not going to be moving your melons so if you want to grow them in a large pot that's fine. Just make sure that your pot is at least 12 inches in width and 12 inches in depth. This is super important so you're looking for something 12 inches in diameter and 12 inches deep. You've got to do this because you want your melons to have plenty of space to develop those strong roots and to start off with a healthy vine. You also are going to have to remember that anytime you grow in a grow bag or a container of any kind, it's going to be more frequent 
that you water. So you're always going to want to schedule in watering almost every day, most of the time daily, if not twice a day, when you're growing in these containers. The smaller the container, the more you're going to have to water. So if you're growing in a small container that's maybe six or eight inches wide, could a melon hypothetically grow in that? Yes, probably so. But you're going to be watering six or eight times a day. You don't want to do that. Choose a large container, fill it with nice, good, high-quality potting soil, and you will see that your melons will just do so much better. And more importantly, you will enjoy them more. They won't be such a burden for you. This is what I love about a large container. I want to enjoy my melons, and believe me, they are really easy to enjoy. They are fun, fun to grow. But not if I have to be out there watering every hour. I just don't have the time to do that, so I choose a large container that will stay moist longer. On the same note, a container is not going to be your best option for building a high microbial population. Just doesn't really work that way. Can you add organic matter and worms to your container? Absolutely. Will it do that much of a benefit? Probably not. Instead, just use a high-quality potting soil. This way you can be ensured that it's going to drain well, that your vegetables are going to get what they need, and that you don't have to worry about constantly checking to make sure that the microbial life is getting what it needs as far as organic matter. This is just a much simpler way to grow something when you're growing in a container. Okay, so you've made the decision. You're going to grow melons. You're going to give them that space in your yard that they need in order to sprawl and be happy. You're going to put them in some grow bags and you're going to use a high quality potting soil. Now, what melons do you choose? That is not an easy question. I will tell you. There are lots and lots of varieties. I've been growing melons for about six or seven summers now, and I can tell you there are new varieties that I'm adding every single season. My favorite new variety this year that I'm most excited about is called Moon and Stars. It's actually a very dark, dark green, dark greenish blue, I guess, outer skin, and it's got yellow speckles all over it. I'm so excited to try it. I've grown all kinds of melons in all kinds of colors, but I do keep coming back, it seems, to three tried and true varieties that I absolutely love and highly recommend. These varieties are grown in the South, so we know that they're going to do really good for us in our backyard gardens. They're also a commercial variety. All of these are hybrids, and they're grown commercially. That means that they're going to be resistant to lots of things, mildew, pest, different bacterias. That makes them really easy to grow. For that reason, they're my top three tried and true varieties I'm going to share with you today. I'm not saying don't venture out and get some new seeds that you've maybe never tried before. But when I venture out, I always want to make sure that I've got these tried and true varieties of any vegetable growing in my garden. That's because I won't be disappointed if the new shiny variety doesn't work out. Here are the tried and true varieties of melons that I think you should definitely start with and at least include in your backyard melon patch. First, Jubilee Watermelon. 
if you've ever seen somebody grow a watermelon and they hold it up above their head and it's giant, it's probably a jubilee. This is a fantastic melon. It does so well in our climate. It actually prefers to be just sort of left alone. The more you tend to it, the more you feed it, the more you give it, the less well it performs. That's my kind of melon. This Jubilee watermelon is your typical seeded watermelon. It's green on the outside with red flesh. It's absolutely delicious, super sweet, and it's what you find on the watermelon trucks most of the time in the summer. Now, I will say that a Jubilee watermelon is going to need some space, so make sure you give it lots and lots of room. My second tried and true variety is one that doesn't need as much space, and it's seedless. We all love a seedless watermelon, right? It's the sugar baby watermelon. This is one of those handheld melons that you actually can grow on a trellis or an arch. It's going to be a round, dark green-skinned melon with red flesh, and she's seedless. So this is a great variety that you can grow if you're looking for a seedless melon or if you want something small. If you have an open arch or you have an open trellis, it just might be the perfect spot for you to try out a sugar baby watermelon. They are handheld, so they don't get really big, which is why they're able to grow on that trellis. Now, if you find that they're starting to really get heavy, usually happens close to harvest time, you can always take some pantyhose or a little piece of fabric and create a hammock for them. You tie the hammock to the trellis and let the melon sort of rest on the hammock. This will keep it from falling off the trellis or the arch. That is something you just don't want to have to experience. There's nothing worse than coming out to your melons first thing in the morning so excited because you've been waiting to pick and they're on the ground busted. That has happened to me so many times. If you're going to grow them on an arch or a trellis, use a little hammock. Trust me, it's worth it. My final tried and true variety for you today is the Ambrosia cantaloupe. This is a hybrid that is grown commercially, but let me tell you something. You might be thinking that why would you grow something that's grown commercially if you could just get it at the store? Well, that's a great question and one that I often asked myself before I started growing fruit in my backyard. Strawberries are so easy to purchase. Why would I give up an entire bed for them? Melons take up so much space when I could just get one from the watermelon truck on the side of the road. If they're all the same varieties, what is the big deal about growing them at home? It's a great question, and the answer is they taste infinitely better. I know it doesn't seem like they would, but from the time your melon is picked, shipped, transported to the grocery store, unloaded, and placed on the shelf, and then you purchase it, bring it home, and finally eat it, the sugar content has just gone way down. Unlike in your own garden, where you will decide you're ready to eat your melon, you'll go right out to the garden, you'll pick it, you'll bring it in, you'll cut it up, and you'll eat it. The sugar content is much higher. It is simply just as fresh as you can get. This makes it so worth it to give these melons space, and it is so true and obvious with the ambrosia cantaloupe. If you think a cantaloupe in the grocery store is delicious and sweet, try growing this one at home. You will be amazed at, first of all, how many cantaloupes you get, and second, how delicious they are. This is a must for any first-time melon grower. Trust me, you will love her.
finally, let's get to the good part. You've picked your melon. You've designated the space. You've planted your seeds. Your melons are growing, and they look phenomenal. When do you get to pick them? That's a great question and one that I'm asked so often. You know a melon is ready by just a couple of very simple things that you can look for. And whenever you see them, go ahead and pick. First, your melon is going to have these little tendrils close to the stem. You're going to find one right on the stem and then one just a little bit further up the vine. When the one that's further up the vine is brown, you need to take a look at that stem because more than likely your stem is going to be brown too. When both are brown, chances are your melon is ready. Another trick is that you will start to see wasps, bees, and other flying nectar-eating insects hovering around your melons. They may even be crawling around your melon. That's because, if you can believe it, the smell is so powerful. You will know your melons are ready because you will be able to smell them the minute you walk up to your melon patch. Look around when you start seeing those bees buzzing around those brown stems. Your melon is ripe for the picking. Now here's a trick for you. Don't wait until those melons are overripe to pick because the other things that smell those melons are things like raccoons, rats, mice, squirrels, and even possums will come into your garden and devour your melon overnight. This is devastating to the backyard grower, and believe me, I've had plenty of melons destroyed this way after growing them all season. A couple of tricks to keep those varmints out of your garden. It's going to be to clean out your hairbrushes. When you plant your melons, make sure you scatter some hair along the ground. Sounds weird, but they detest humans. If there's human scent anywhere around, they'll stay away. Another way to help keep your melons nice and fresh and not rot on the bottom is to simply slip a piece of cardboard underneath them. But remember, don't elevate your melons and don't try to elevate your vines. That's because you'll notice as your melons grow, they actually root into the ground as they grow. This is so important for them to be able to take up the nutrients and the water that they need to keep those melons growing and thriving. Melons are almost all water, just like most fruit. You don't want to try to elevate those vines or elevate your melon because it just complicates their ability to uptake nutrients. Now, when you slip that piece of cardboard underneath the melon, do it as soon as your melon starts forming and it's big enough for you to actually see that it's going to be viable. If you do it too soon, you could knock the melon off of the plant. You don't want to do that. Give it a couple weeks after you see the melon forming and when you see that it's actually going to make, slip a piece of cardboard underneath and that will prevent it from rotting. If you want to learn more about growing great melons, my class, May is for Melons, is for you. This class is going to teach you how to grow melons in the space you have. I'm going to show you how to create a sustainable melon patch that will last you all summer. I'm going to teach you how to plant melons for a harvest that just goes and goes and goes. And I'm going to teach you some wild child favorite varieties that you can't find in a nursery. You're going to receive all of this plus a workbook that will help you design your melon patch and inspire you to grow melons of all kinds this summer.
if you want to grow melons and you're serious about a melon patch. This class is for you. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good one. You can get all the details at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash spring. And if you want my three top tricks for growing great melons, head down to the website in the show notes and I have a freebie for you. I have my three tricks to growing great melons at the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I hope today's episode has inspired you to get outdoors and release your inner wild child. I know that when you do, you will heal your soul. Until next time, keep growing and find out more about Wild Child Kitchen Garden at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Thank you so much again for joining me and I will see you right back here next time.